This episode of Freer Wild is produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricana. Hi, I'm Luca from Italy. I'm 36 years old. I live uh, in the north of Italy near Como Lake in a beautiful area. And uh, my sport is uh, ultra trail. I love race over 100 kilometers. And this is my passion. And I can't wait to, to be part of the Arcana Ultra Trail. You're listening to Free Your Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. From runner profiles to trail tales, join us as we explore the world of trail runners, their journeys, their daily lives, their challenges, their uncertainties. I'm Justin Pugliese, and today we'll be talking with Luca Manfredi. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Free Your Wild podcast, Luca. Thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Nice to meet you, and nice to meet uh, all the all the community of the Arcana Ultra Trail. Yeah, it's great to meet you too. Uh, so, I, as I understand it, you're you're living in Italy, and you're in Italy now. Um, you grew up there your whole life. What was it like growing up for you? And um, when did you take up a passion for running? I grew up in a in a big city in Milan, in the north of Italy. And for me, it was hard at the beginning just to stay outside in the nature. Uh, when uh, I was uh, five, I started to go with my parents in the mountain near Switzerland. And from that moment, I started to, to love and enjoy every weekend in the mountain, trying to discover new trails, new new, new mountains, just doing climbs and uh, hiking, trekking, and so my passion started from uh, that moment. And then after 10 years, 10 years, uh, I, I started to run and uh, cycling, and with other sports, I, I improved my, my skills as an athlete. So your parents made it a point uh, at a young age to go outside and play and discover uh, nature. Is that kind of um, where you connected with nature and kind of how you connect with nature still today? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I discovered the, the nature and the mountains when I was uh, young and when I was a boy. So I, I, in the other years, I tried to improve this my passion by myself uh, going out every day, trying to discover something new. And you were always in the mountains. Like I'm sure there's some beautiful scenery around where you live, and uh, and where you are. Where's your favorite place to go, to run, or that you've seen? Yeah, now I live uh, in the Como Lake. There are mountains all around here, and uh, for me, it's the best place for training and uh, to spend every day because I can go out from my door, my that my door and I have a trails to different places and uh, this is my best place for training in particular here in the the mountain over Como Lake. Nice. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. I've never been, but I'd love to to visit for sure. 
Um, yeah, it's very famous uh, in the <laughs> Como Lake in particular for the for the tourism, for the culture, for the beautiful escapes, for the the water of the lake that it's very it's warm and uh, it's full of little little village, uh, mm -hmm. very characteristic and uh, super nice. Was it was it always running for you, or was it more like hiking and and discovering and stuff like that? Like when did when did running really become something that you found as a passion and that you that you really enjoyed? I start with running very without to, to race or just trying to do something very good or long distance. I I start just to to, to stay outside and uh, trying to see. Uh, more places as possible or just to do very long trekking around the Alps. I, 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 I discovered that I could do something more about three, four years ago when I started to do races, pretty long races and trying to, to improve my results at the end of these races, trying to, to see the ranking and uh, trying to to arrive in the first five or ten uh, position. Hmm. So from that so, moment, I understood that I could do something more. So being like more, just more competitive. Uh, yeah, with, yeah, with... I I became more competitive. Yes, yeah, actually. All right. So those outings that you would do, um, like before you got competitive, you would just go out for fun and enjoy yourself. How long were you were you running for on any given day? My at the beginning, I, I, I think I, I, I didn't train a lot. Uh, just an hour a day, an an hour or maximum, something more during the weekend because uh, I had more time, three four hours in the weekend. Depends, depends by the season, especially in the summertime. I always use the my entire free time going out and trying to to remain free into the, the nature. No. Mm. And when, now and when did, it's something different. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say now it's something different. When when did you realize that, that you had a skill and a, and, a, yeah, and, exactly. a, and, a, and an ability? Was there a moment that that you realized like, oh, I can actually be good at this? I can be, because you're quite competitive. I can see by your, by your results. I won't, I won't list them all, but uh, your race results in uh, 100 plus K races is quite impressive. When did you realize that you had a talent for that? I discovered my skill, this my skill on the long, long distance races. In the 2013, I did a very long, long race called Tour de Jean in the Valle d'Aosta Valley. And it was, it is because it's still there. The race is 330 kilometers for 224,000 a meter of the elevation gate. So it's something incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I did it. I did it without to without a very big effort, big, big uh, crisis. So I understood that uh, I could do something after many hours of uh, races, more than uh, in a short races where you, you start in that way. And if it's not your day, it's the result at the end of the race will uh, will not uh, be the, the great. No, in the long race of 20, 30, 40 hours, 
you have time just to to change your the way you see the race and uh, you have more time just uh, to change uh, what uh, what you feel if you are not in a in a good way in a good shape maybe with the with the power of your uh, of your mentality you can change something in that race yeah so changing your your frame of mind so you you're saying you have the ability uh to to sh- make that shift in your mind if things aren't going yeah, well exactly. or things are going well how long so that that was a 300 plus kilometer race how many days was that over yeah that race it was uh, i did that race in 83 hours so three 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 nights aside uh, with very just i think i i slept about three four hours per wow. day it's incredible and uh, now the the level of that race is very high the the athletes who who want to to win that race they didn't sleep at all they doesn't they they don't sleep at all so you can imagine i run marathons like the most i ran on a trail was a uh, hurricane 65 2 years ago uh, i have no i think i i i I don't get people that are running a uh, hundred plus K races. I, it, it blows my mind. I haven't even thought about that distance yet, but 300 mm-hmm. something kilometers. That's crazy. Yeah, why, it's crazy. Why, why did you choose to do that? What, what inside of you tells, said to you like, Oh, I want to, I want to do this distance. Like, that's you it. know, it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, it's something, something new. It's something that, uh, especially also it's, it's important the fact uh, of the of the travel because the the entire race is into a, a spectacular landscape of the alps so you do a, an entire ring of this uh, this region of italy and uh, i think you do about 25 26 uh, uh pass of the alps you know you 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 climb over 24 26 uh, mountains just wow. to, to to get over every valley and it's incredible because you can see thousands of people there are, there are about a thousand or something more of volunteers mm. and it, it's very every every it's very particular from you can you can feel the the passion of the of the people of the of that region during the race so I'm sure that that passion helps to fuel you and uh, helps you to move forward. Yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, it's very important just because you have a uh, hundred <laughs> kind of crisis during a race like this and you have to get over every 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 crisis. Would you say to... that that was the is that the most challenging race that you've uh, you've ever done? This one? Yeah. No, with the years, then I I changed my the 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 way I see the ultra trail. Uh, now I I want I want to go uh, somewhere and explore. It's important the race, the the result at the end, but I I also want to to discover something new, and it's very important what the people of the of the place of the race, the volunteers, they, they have to, they can show me about uh, the race and the, uh, the area. Mm-hmm. I, I think, 
Yeah, I was going to say that's mm-hmm. something I, I I think that's something I really like about trail running too is the community that you have. So you're saying like when you do a race, like people can show you something about about the race and discover the land and discover the the area that you're in. Maybe something you would you would never have the opportunity to see normally, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why in the last two years I'm trying to to travel a lot, and uh, I don't know. It's different. Uh, there are a lot of athletes here in Italy that they do always the same races with the same people, and at the end you you can see only the result at the end, you know, at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you if you have the the possibility to travel a little bit more, I think it's a great uh, way just to to improve your your skills, your passion, and uh, the way how you run. Because you met uh, incredible runners, and uh, you can learn a lot from them. Uh, do you do this as a profession, or do you do something else? At the moment, I'm I, I quit a, a job in a company a year ago where I, I was working for eleven years, just mm. to 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 become a personal trainer. Oh, nice! So I am a running coach. I have uh, some guys uh, that I follow, and uh, I think it's a very nice thing. And I have more time for training, of course, uh, and travel. And dedicate more time to my passion. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice compliment, uh, complimentary job to what you do as a as something you do for fun for for your passion. So that's great. What were some uh, What are some of the races that you've traveled in the last few years that that really stand out to you? The race in uh, the last years. Yeah, the last couple of years you said you got a chance to travel a bit more and see different yeah, things. Yeah. What are some of the highlights for you? Yeah, for sure. I spent very, a very great week last uh, last November, December in Cape Town for the Cape Town Trail, a race mm-hmm. of another K. It was uh, amazing. It was my first time in Africa. I I went there alone, and uh, it was uh, it was incredible because. I arrived there three or four days before the race, and I, I, I could go a little bit far from the city and explore the peninsula of Cape Town with the with the, the community of the runner in Cape Town. It was uh, it was awesome just to to share the same uh, thought with the people from every part in the world. Mm-hmm. And is that where you also found out about Hurricana? I heard about Hurricana from uh, the Day World Tour. It's uh, because I follow all the races of the Ultra Day World Tour during the year. And uh, in the past few years, I saw uh, many videos of every every races. In particular, it was uh, very interesting, the, the video of the Hurricana. But uh, it, it was always in a period where I have uh, usually I have a lot of races in September, and it was hard to organize and plan a travel a week uh, or more because in Canada I, I would need more more time just to organize a, a travel. Mm-hmm. 
but this year I I met uh, Marlene, the director of the race in uh, right. Cape Town, and she she asked me she suggested me to 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 come to to go in, to come to the race. So I I came back home and I tried to <laughs> to to get more information about the race, and then I decided that it was the race for me for the 2020. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. Uh, we'll, we'll be lucky to have you uh, at that race, definitely. And uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a fun one. I've never attempted the 125 kilometers, but I hear it's, uh, I hear it's uh, definitely a challenge. Um, how do you, because you were talking a lot about uh, like the mental and changing your frame of mind. How do you, what are some things that you do in these long races to, to change your, your mental state? I try always to remain positive and not to judge the the current situation of my shape. Even when I feel good, I feel uh, uh, with power, with the energy, I try to not push too much because I know after these years that it's something that can uh, can go away very 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 easy easily. No, I so I I try to maintain the calm. I'm quiet. I without to to push too much. When I feel bad, in the same way, I try to to maintain the calm, just to to understand that something can happen. It can happen to everybody, to every athlete. You you, it's very hard that you during a race of an hundred k or more, you 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 feel well. You feel in the same way for the entire race. So if you are prepared to to manage with the some bad moments, you know that you can you can go over this moment. Mm. And I think it's a lot of you need a lot of experience in to to get over these moments because uh, it's easy to to listen uh, this voice, this little voice that say that you have to to give up uh, the race is not for you it's better you go home instead <laughs> you have to you have to keep <laughs> keep running and uh, because uh, at the end of the race in my in my history in my races in the last, second part of the race i always felt good okay. so it's just a question to wait 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 and better moments for sure are coming what about nutrition what what kind of tips do you have uh for nutrition and uh how do you how do you strategize that for your for your long races i have different kind of nutrition uh, usually i i didn't uh, find the right uh, nutrition for me i try to change and to eat what I usually eat during every day. I'm uh, trying to to eat more, for example, potatoes or hot hot, uh, or I'm trying to eat less gels and bars mm-hmm. because in the last races I had some I had some problem with them. I tried to to eat uh, soups. I try always to 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 match proteins and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially on the first part of the race, and uh, it is uh, of course every forty forty five minutes is to maintain uh, 
a certain level of energy always there ready because uh, if you if you stop eating it's uh, it's very easy then uh, to 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 go down and then uh, you 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 can't keep going the same way um th- very good tips for sure i mean nutrition's key i've done i haven't like i said i haven't done a long distance running like you but i've done uh, an ironman before and definitely uh nutrition is key and if you can it's a very important part uh, i i found uh, in the last years i i think a part uh, a big part of my success of my my win of the last year it's because uh, the 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 new it's for the new new kind of food that i i eat i eat during the race nice yeah it's definitely uh the in in triathlon they say it's the fourth sport <laughs> so uh-huh. in, in trail running maybe it's the third i'd probably say uh mental and uh and nutrition is definitely uh yeah yeah you can put also training yeah <laughs> you have to do, put do, do you think living in uh, in italy or the part of the world that you live in gives you an advantage for any race that you face um, in other parts of the world? Yeah, I think uh, I have some, here I have a very different kind of trails and uh, I can train in the in different kind of ways. I use a lot also the, the bike for my training. And here in this area, it's very quiet. You can go out without risk too much. I know athletes, they they live in the city or in other uh, zone full of traffic, cars, uh, trucks, and it's very hard for them. For sure, the the, the best zone is, uh, I don't know, it's in the middle of the Alps. Here we are at the beginning of the Alps, so the, our mountains here are not very high. But uh, I have to say that uh, in the middle of the Alps, in this period, there is the snow. It's full of snow, and it's hard to train there. That's in this moment. Instead, here, I can train for long distance uh, in the winter time because there is no snow, and uh, it's better for me. Nice. So I, I think I'm lucky. I'm very lucky to stay here. Um, we talked about travel, and uh, certainly you're lucky to to live in the area that you're living in, uh, with with everything around for your training. Um, there's also, you know, uh, the current situation with the coronavirus and the fact that you live in Italy. Um, how is the situation for you right now in Italy? In Italy, we have at the moment a dramatic situation for the coronavirus. Uh, we have two areas, especially in the north of Italy. Uh, it's very bad. We have about uh, 70,000 infected in the south of Italy, we have something less, and it's a good thing because in the south of Italy, there is not uh, the there are not the hospitals to host to uh, people. There are not enough uh, hospitals, so uh, it's a good thing that now the situation there is not too bad. In Italy, Italy instead, it's very bad, and uh, we are trying to to get over this uh, this thing. In particular, where I live is in in my in my little village. Uh, it's quiet the situation, but if you go out uh, for twenty kilometers, you can find uh, uh, very very 
bad the situation. Like heavily, heavily uh, in affected areas, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's Lombardia. Lombardy, where I live, is uh, is one of the the worst region for the coronavirus. Uh, it's where everything started from in in, uh, in Europe from uh, from the first. Uh, is where there were the the first cases in in Europe after China. Wow. How is it? How yeah, so? How has it affected you uh, personally and and your uh, in your daily your day to day? Here in uh, in Italy, we are all in quarantine. Okay. So the, we are all in the same way. We can go out. Uh, we have to remain just a hundred meters uh, a boundary of. Uh, so we. I can go out for train, but within a boundary of an hundred meter maximum. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So I I usually go out a little bit here in my in my street, go back and forth for an hour. Okay. <laughs> that's what I can do. So that's what uh, you're doing for training right now? Yeah, I do this not every day because it's it's a little bit hard for my <laughs> mental state. I mm. try, I sometimes I change with some uh, spinning at home, uh, exercise at home uh, for my lower part and the upper part. Uh, I try to do something different to improve, to remain so, in the same, in the same kind of a shape. Okay, yeah. So yeah, say, like cross training essentially. So, so you can stay in good physical condition. Yeah. Because you can't yeah. run, you can't run nearly the distance that you want to unless you're going to run it in circles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can, we can go out, especially for not. Uh, it's a question of um, just to be careful because we can't. Uh, if you hurt, if you fell, fall down, and you hurt you, and you have to go to the hospital, it's a problem because now the hospitals here around they are completely full. And they have a very uh, dramatic situation right. with with all the people infected. So it's better just it's uh, we have to remain at home and we can go out only for to go buy food or just to walk the dog mm -hmm. and for something very very important. How how have your expectations for this season uh, changed, if any? I try to remain. Uh, for positive for what I can do because at the moment my family is not uh, into this. Uh, I have not uh, people of my family infected, so I try to remain positive and uh, and see the situation and listen the newspaper what uh, uh, what they they say and and wait because it's nothing that we can do from from here. The only thing that we can do with uh, uh, me as an athlete is to keep going and train for what I can during every day, and uh, and I hope this thing will end uh, soon for the other uh, for the community of uh, Lombardy and for the Italians in general and all the families that they are probably struggle into this. Mm -hmm. Do you? Is there anybody that you know that has been? Um, affected by it? No, in particular, no, no. That is, I also because now we have uh, this area is is small. It's not 
but we have a lot of habitants. We have about 20 million of, uh, of habitants. The population is very, very big and uh, it's, uh, the percentual of infected is not very high. So it's not, and in particular, it's, uh, there is full of case where of people without symptom. No, mm. so it's hard to understand who is infected and who is not. I and think that's a really important point for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't have symptoms, you don't have cough or or flu or anything. It's uh, how you can go to the doctor, and, and there are not enough uh, tests to define if you have the the the, the virus. So mm. even so, they control and they test only who who have a, a very big symptom of the of the virus right right but if you're not showing any there's no way for you to exactly yeah exactly yeah it's crazy yeah. even in canada now we're still allowed to leave the house which is um a blessing but uh unfortunately i think not everyone's being not everyone's being careful and that's where you run into problems yeah this is something common all around the world because was the same here at the beginning a month ago it seems it seemed something very easy something not uh, not not so bad something a normal flu but then week after week people saw that it was something more and uh, especially for old people for uh, people with uh, some uh, some pathology or something some condition some problem so yeah, it's uh, even here in Italy, uh, there is somebody still around uh, the the cities without to to consider all the restriction of the mm-hmm. of the the laws that they, they covered. Well, uh, I'm hope I'm hoping uh, we can learn from uh, from Italy and other places in the world and. Uh... Hopefully, shut down soon because I uh, hope, I my, hope so. my my worry is uh, that we might be in a similar situation soon. Um, what would you say to the the run community? What what are ways that what could you tell them to to help motivate them through these tough times and to to keep their maybe their their dreams and their goals still in sight? Oh. Hopefully, one day we see it an end to this. I would say to to remain positive as I am and do something every day, whether it's cycling or small exercise, even creating healthy meals, uh, change a uh, way you you eat, you eat or do something, or read or do something new, just mm-hmm. or simply dreaming about the new 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 travel, new races that you can do. It's important just to maintain the the mind very uh, full of uh, good uh, thoughts. No, you think you think this is harder? Uh, do you think this is harder or, or uh, one of your uh, your long distance races? Yeah, I think it's hard because I think if you run or if you live with a smile, everything is easier. You can uh, you can run longer. You can live. Uh, better you can uh, you can uh, also live this moment more relaxed and uh, you see the things for what they are and and remain uh, 
with the eye open, uh, with the eyes open, because sometimes there is nothing that you can do, but you can only control your emotions mm-hmm. and uh, choose what you can do to live better. What's the? Is there something that stands out to you that you you maybe took a little bit for granted uh, before all of this? I'm sorry. I said, is there something that stands out to you as maybe something that you uh, you took for granted or or maybe didn't appreciate as much as uh, as you do now? Yeah, for sure. There's uh, in this world now, in this era, everything is very fast. You you don't have time to appreciate certain things with the five cents. You have always something to do, something to read, something to see, something to uh, to be worried about. Maybe in this moment that we have more time for us, because you have to reduce the the waste of time on you know, the, the thing that you well, the thing that you, they are not uh, necessary, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have more time to do something that you love or you really appreciate i think at the end of this uh, this period this uh, this bad virus i hope we will be more sensitive you now with the with the world mm-hmm. i hope we will see the world in the other way do you think we'll we'll maybe also see some changes uh, when it comes to races or or to travel or the the way we interact with one another uh, in our in our run communities I read the other day there was the, the first race in the, in China after the the crisis, and uh, I think they they will start to come back to normal, even in the in the sport and the normal uh, things with the events in general. I think we can do something. The organizations can do something. Just maybe at the beginning, trying to to reduce. The, the group of people at the start uh, and I hope with uh, after this uh, this period there will be more people around this beautiful sport uh, maybe they will start uh, to do something new in their life yeah for sure I, I mean even here I'm starting to to see more people out running or taking up different hobbies um, but uh, you know it does give you an opportunity to try something different um, now that we have all the time that we need, because usually that's just an excuse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe more rules, uh, regulation to maintain public safety and health. Uh, maybe just running in a smaller group at the time. I think uh, running it's a it's it's an individual <laughs> sport. So I think comparing other events or sport. Uh, we 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 will be able to find a way to to come back to normal. Yeah, and hopefully we see you uh, this September at Harikana. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm I'm preparing for the race. It's one of my my big uh, goal of the of the year. And after this month where I I can't run, I can I can race. Uh, there is a, another another reason to to come to Canada and trying to do a very great race. What are some other uh, races that you have marked on your calendar so far? I 
until yesterday. I, I had the Labrador Ultra Trail here in uh, in Italy, but uh, it's uh, it's cancelled. And I I will have another race in July here in Italy. It's 90k with six time six thousand meter of elevation. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, in September it's very full uh, month for me because after Arcana. I have another race here in Italy, the Adamello Trail, with uh, 108 kilometers in the Alps. So very, very hard. Uh, this is my <laughs> my my program at the moment. <laughs> it's a tough problem to have, eh? Yeah. So after after Arikana, I think I will start to recover as soon as possible to prepare and to arrive at the other race after two weeks <laughs> in a perfect conditions. Nice. Yeah, well, it'll be, a, it'll be a good training for that race, I'm sure. No, but I consider the Arikana the my 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 big goal of the of the of the year. So I will try. I have uh, I will try to do my best during the summer, during July and August, and arrive there prepared. Is it uh, what What are the main things like when you're training for a race elsewhere in a country you've never been to? What How do you do that? Well, how do you manage? Uh, how do you manage your expectations for those races, and how do you train? I try to study the the route, uh, the terrain where I will race, and and I usually try to to repeat this uh, this kind of uh, route during my training. Uh, give you an example: if for Arikana, the, the elevation is 4,200 meters, so not too much for a race of 125 kilometers. So my intention will be to, to train a lot on a rhythm with the speed, just to maintain a nice speed for many hours. So I will uh, re- reduce a little bit my elevation gain uh, during the week. and. Uh, I will try to to run more kilometers, but at the same speed with a le- with less climbs, less mountain, but uh, maintaining maybe the the kind of terrain. Now I don't know exactly what kind of terrain I will find you know, <laughs> there, but I will I will find that. You'll find out soon. Hopefully, you can show up a little a few days in advance to to see what it's uh, what it's looking like. Yeah, and then yeah, of course I I study the the climb, the temperature, or if uh, if I will run during the night or during the race or during the days or other little things I will study for the material that I have to bring, mm-hmm. the food, and uh, during the the weeks before the race, I I usually try to to have all of this information to to have everything under control. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's the only way to, to prep. If you have any questions, uh, you can let me know. I've done half the course, so. <laughs> For sure, I will need information. <laughs> um, I just want to ask you, you know, what is what is running brought to your life? What does it mean for you? For me, uh, it's a very it's a big part of my life. I, you know, we we all have pro we had problems or family problems or problems uh, there is always something you know, that you have to where that you have to live with in particular for me it's it's a very it's here it's like here now you can 
you can go out and enjoy and uh, be free. And uh, I really love to stay in the woods or in the mountain where everything is without noise. And you can hear just, the, you can listen only the, the nature. This is for me, for my feelings, for my sense. Is that it's a very it's a beautiful thing. So I I can't live without these uh, feelings. It's something uh, behind the the races in particular because I the race is a is a small part of the of of my life. I go out for running for the I think uh, every every week for twenty twenty five hours. So mm-hmm. if you if you if you think that. The race is uh, just uh, 10 hours every two, three months. It's nothing, you know. Most of the time I spent, I spent training outside. It's a very small part of, um, of, of the whole package. It's a, you have to enjoy the process and love the, the process. And certainly being out in the woods, I'm sure, is a, is a nice way to spend uh, your, your free time. Yeah, somebody asked me how you can... Uh, race for 20 hours like this but that's not the the hardest part the hardest part is the training before mm-hmm. the two months before that's <laughs> because uh, there you you are very tired of course not the the race during the race is the best moment <laughs> it's during the very hard weeks where you you run uh, a lot of, of miles that's that's really hard yeah, when it's when it's it, that's the hardest part is getting your foot out the door and uh, and put it, stringing those uh, training weeks together for sure. I can I can definitely relate. Well, Luca, thank you so much. Uh, grazie mille for, uh, for thank joining, you, thank you. Grazie, grazie a te. I hope my point of view was uh, was interesting. <laughs> it was very good, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, the fact that you you're able to sit down with me and or discuss with me over the phone, anyways, and. Um, and do this interview. I, I hope that things get better in Italy, just as I hope they get better everywhere in the world. And uh, yeah, I hope also in Canada things uh, will will remain, and uh, and uh, they will find uh, a way to stop all this this coronavirus for sure. So please stay safe, and we will uh, see you in September. Yeah, I will try to to come there with my English uh, with my English a little bit better. <laughs> it's it's great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. you so much again. Ciao ciao. Bye. Ciao ciao. You've just heard the sixth episode of Free or Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hair Can event. This interview with Luca Manfredi was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hair Canada. This podcast is a co-production of Eve Maharakana and The Rundown. You can find more information on the UTHC on the website, harakana.info. See you soon. <laughs>